Want to see the world from a totally different perspective? Ready for provocative conversation, intriguing stories, and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to the Francesca Luca Show. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. Hi, everyone. You are tuned in to the Francesca Luca Show, and my web address is talkwithfrancesca.com. And if you miss part of the show, you can always mosey on over to my iTunes page and listen there. And I always welcome reviews. The show is sponsored by Terramia in the North End. When you will only accept the absolute best in Italian food, great service, Terramia is your go-to spot. I know because it also happens to be my favorite right along with Antico Forno. Same owners, same great Italian food. All right, we are going to dive right in. When you were a kid and you were sick, but you didn't know what was wrong with you, you had to explain to your parents how you felt, right? Sometimes you couldn't explain how you felt or you lacked the proper vocabulary to describe what you're feeling. But you know what? As you age, it can still be challenging to explain to your healthcare provider. Even then, dealing with healthcare can be intimidating in general. Sometimes you ask yourself, what am I supposed to know? Dr. Ann Hester ex- understands exactly what you mean. With a background as an internal medicine physician, she has been on the other side of these questions and conversations. And to help you navigate through the confusing and sometimes overwhelming world of healthcare, and overwhelming it absolutely is, Ann has written her own guide for people just like you. She's here to discuss her book, Patient Empowerment. Please welcome Dr. Ann Hester. Hi, Dr. Hester. Hello. How are you today? Good, good, good. Okay, so Patient Empowerment 101. Why did you write this book? I have practiced medicine for decades, Mm -hmm. and there is a huge disconnect between how doctors think and how patients think. It's like we go to medical school. Nurses go to nursing school. There is no patient school. So Mm. patients are kind of left like a deer in the headlights Mm -hmm. when they're talking to doctors and doctors might be talking fast or using terms that they have no idea what they're talking about. And it's just very important for patients to really understand how to communicate with physicians. And if they can, they can actually expedite their own diagnoses and save a lot of money on medical bills. Oh, I'm sure. You know, I could just, just as I'm listening to you and my mind is just racing and thinking about like the various times in my life when it was like, I want to say, well, that was just a waste. But often, mm-hmm. on the other hand, one could say, well, be grateful that it wasn't X, Y, and Z, right? Exactly. So it wasn't a waste, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, it can be very frightening to have doctors over you know, sort of over-examine, over-test, and, mm-hmm. right, and then you find out nothing's wrong, and yes, thank goodness, but it, between the time they say you need this test and the time you get the results, it can be very, very, very frightening, and that's just my two cents. And, <laughs> and It absolutely can be, and I suspect a lot of those tests, they weren't needed, and if you had the tools to really communicate your symptoms on a level that he could really relate to, you probably wouldn't have gotten all those tests in the first place, which is the basis for this book. And just the need to educate people is not that hard. You don't have to be a doctor or a nurse, 
But we have not done a good job in America bringing patients in. We've had a very paternalistic health care system where the doctor would say, this is what we're going to do. And the mm-hmm. patient would say, yes, ma'am, yes, yes, sir. May or may not do it. But we are looking at a shortage of maybe 124,000 doctors in 11 years. We can't handle that. Patients, they're the army. They're the ones that um, are going to be most impacted. They're the ones who really need to be brought into this fight for our health care system, but they need the tools to fight effectively for themselves. So did, how did you get into this? Were you um, affected by something that, that got you really going with this? Well, I do remember in medical school, um, a, I had to tell a family member that a relative just passed, and she literally fell on the floor in the hospital screaming. I remember a patient who had breast cancer. I was a third-year medical student, but I could look at it and say, this is breast cancer. The void between how doctors and patients think is tremendous. Um, I once had a patient, I asked her a yes or no question. It took her 10 minutes. I just let her talk because I was curious. It was before I wrote my first book on empowerment. So I just wanted to see where we were going. But um, the thing is, patients, they typically pull their history together when they're sitting on a cold examining room table. They may be in pain. They're half naked with the gowns. And they may be upset that the doctor took 45 minutes to see them. That's not the time you pull together your history. You're going to forget things. Uh-huh. So before you see the doctor, that's the time to develop your quote-unquote one-minute elevator speech so the doctor can pinpoint what likely is and is not going on and will not need to order a lot of unnecessary tests and procedures out of fear of being sued. So if you can tell the doctor in a brief way what is going on, when it started, how severe it is, what makes it better or worse, those eight bullet points that I frequently use, then the doctor is not going to need to you know, reinvent the wheel. It's not going to need to spread a wide net. He'll be able to focus in on one, two, maybe three possible diagnoses and chart the course based on that and not just trying everything because he really has no clue what's going on. I call it OHEC syndrome. You know, oh, heck, I don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah. I need to order all these tests and procedures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk about crafting a one-minute elevated speech to help your doctor nail a diagnosis. But before we do, I just want to mention this. So my, my best friend last, whatever it was, Saturday, she's, she works part-time on the weekends, um, and um, she calls me. I, I don't feel good. I, I just I feel like I have this, this chest pain, and it... And it's just, it's intermittent, and but it, it just, a woman at work said to me, are you okay? You don't look good. And she said that I was nauseous earlier today. Now, you know, she's, you know, getting up in her years, and I'm like, well, you know, in my first thought, my just absolute first thought, because I mean, I've known this woman a million years, and, and she's going through a lot right now, and she had just mm-hmm. had a conversation with me the day before about, her being upset, she was going to be selling her house, she thought she was going to be able to get much more, blah, blah. I mean, anyway, she was very, very, very shook up about this conversation. And only uh-huh. the following the next day, she's got this terrible chest pain. But the fact that, you know, she's a little bit older, she's feeling a little nauseous, and I'm just like, well, where is the pain? Is it in the middle of your chest, left of your chest, your right of your chest? It's right in the middle. 
You know, and I said to myself, but to myself, if I, you know, are a betting woman, I would absolutely bet this is anxiety. But I, you know, I said to her, well, you know, you, you should get a check. If you have chest pain, you don't want to mess around with that. And, um, and she said, well, I'll wait to see how I got home. And then later that night, she texted me. I went to the emergency room and uh, they're saying it's acid reflux. And her heart was absolutely fine. Um, you know, I don't know whether it was acid reflux or not. She never complained about acid reflux before. But nonetheless, I just feel like... And so I said to her, well, you know, if you did have acid reflux, it, you know, it, it could get fired up because you're feeling stressed. I said, but it is kind of ironic that you had this conversation with me just yesterday mm-hmm. about how upset you are. And then suddenly you have yeah. this chest pain. So, you know, but at the same time... You know, if I were in her shoes, I'm not sure I would want to be discussing with the doctor Well, I've been feeling a little anxious because I'd be concerned that then they'd overlook at that and just say, yeah, it's anxiety, right? So where do you draw the line? You know, where do you, how do you know? So let's talk about that elevator speech. And in that particular situation, what, what might you, if you were her, say as the elevator speech? I love that example. That's the perfect example for where we're going next. So my elevator speech includes the eight elements that the Centers for Medicare Services used to mandate the doctor's document in the records, and a lot of other insurance companies did as well. Because if you go through those eight elements, not only are you demonstrating the severity of what you're dealing with, but it also helps you hone down the likely diagnoses. It was just January of this year that they took that off the table. But up until then, for decades, you had to document a certain number of these based on the level of um, care that you build for, or you could be charged with insurance fraud. So let's go through them. Location. Be exact. For instance, you ask your friend, where does it hurt? So if you have pain, don't say, I have belly pain, I have chest pain. We don't know if it's exactly that means. If you have pain in the upper right abdomen, the doctor might be thinking more like gallstones mm. than diverticulitis or appendicitis. Be specific. If you can take a, a finger and pinpoint it, fine. If not, use your hand and just rub that area. Think exactly where it is. Two, duration. How long have you endured the problem? Such as, this has been going on off and on for two months. The next is quality or character, describe it. Is it burning in your friend's case? Maybe it was the burning, maybe it was the sharp. Um, For heart disease, we often think of dull or achy, but think of a way to describe it. So we have location, duration, quality, or character. Modifying factors, what makes it better, what makes it worse? If a person notes, you know, I'm having chest pain, and when I walk a couple of blocks, it makes it much worse. That's a red flag. Mm. I have chest pain. I drink some some ginger ale. I felt I feel better. Mm. That also tells the doctor a lot. The next associated. How about baking symptoms. soda with water? <laughs> Pardon me. That's my favorite go-to. Baking soda and water. So I know, I know. I used to do that as well, but it's got to be kind of kind of nasty. So I went to. Oh yeah, I know. I know. It's yeah, kind of gross, but hey, you know, you got to know what you got to know. You know, it's like exactly. I don't know if you've just had a big Italian meal and you got that 
that yeah. pain going there. I'd, ra- I'd rather taste that nasty crap than feel that nasty pain. But anyway. I agree. Right. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and your friend said, you know, I have nausea with the chest pain. That goes to the next one, associated signs and symptoms. What else do you notice? So you have chest pain. You have nausea. Those things could be reflex. Those things could be your heart. So think about what else you notice. The next is timing. Each time it occurs, how long does it last, such as, I've been having this problem off and on for two months. That's the duration. You've endured it for two months. But each time it happens, it lasts five to ten minutes. That's the timing, the context. What else is going on? In your friend's case, you know, I've been pretty stressed recently. Or, you know, I just ate a big Italian meal, something like that. The context matters. If you say, I have this horrible back pain, and oh, by the way, a couple of hours ago, I lifted something extremely heavy, that tells the doctor something. He's not going to order a CAT scan or MRI of your back looking for cancer if he knows the context. And the last is severity. Rated on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being, ah, uh, it's mild, 10 being, oh, my gosh, 10 for a woman is childbirth. For a man, it might be a broken bone. So you go through those eight things mm-hmm. when you develop a symptom, and so by the time you get to the doctor's office, you could give in a minute an elevator speech with those eight elements, and he's going to look at you and ask if you're in health care. But that's beside the point. Well, I the think that... Is, the, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. No, you go. That's fine. Um, I was just going to say, we do need to take a short break, but I was going to say it also... You know, the quality, the the, the uh, skill of the doctor makes a difference, too. You know, I it mean, does. some doctors mm-hmm. just, they just don't know. I mean, you know, they, they just don't know. I mean, I just, um, it was back about six months ago, and I, I had terrible chest pain, and I ended up going to the hospital. Well, what had happened uh-huh. is I was doing uh, a lot of yoga, and I uh-huh. pulled a muscle in my chest but this doctor was extremely thorough just the way you're you're, the questions that you're asking he Uh asked me and so it just did alleviate a lot of but the fact that it was chest pain and my neighbor was is a nurse it's like oh you gotta go to the hospital so i did but anyway we Uh are going to take a short break and then when we come back we'll talk more so listeners stay with us here don't go anywhere this is Francesca, and you're listening to The Francesca Luca Show on 95.9 WATD. The time is now to finally install that new patio or fire pit that's been in your dreams. Your home is ready to be beautified with stonework, but when the time comes, you want and need the best. That's where Stein Masonry comes in. Stein Masonry provides the best in high-quality construction and hardscaping services. With an experienced and dedicated team, they'll tailor any project to your specifications. When you decide it's time to enhance your home, don't mess with less than the best. Trust the guys you know. Stein Masonry, family-owned and operated and local. Visit them online today for a free quote at steinmasonry.com. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy trattoria with stucco walls and beam ceiling specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisine here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. 
and Terramia Ristorante also offers outdoor dining. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. For indoor or outdoor dining, the best kept secret is worth the trip. Terramia Ristorante. Call 617-523-3112 or visit terramiaristorante.com. Looking for a comfortable experience to have your medical spa and wellness treatments? Well, you have found the place. Boston Botox has arrived. That is B-E-A-U-T-O-X. They succeed in combining Morpheus 8 microneedling with radio frequency, medical skin treatments, and art to give you that rejuvenated look and feel. Undo skin damage from sun exposure and treat the signs of aging and gravity. Are you feeling stressed, experiencing hormone changes, or weight gain? You are not alone. Boston Botox, that is B-E-A-U-T-O-X, can help you on your journey to live well and be well. Embrace the fountain of youth. Visit bostonbotox.com, B-E-A-U-T-O-X, to begin your journey of self-care today. You'll be glad you did. Who doesn't go to the hair salon to liven up their looks? Though sometimes you look worse on the way out than you did walking in. You can expect something different at Hair Design Fationa. With a super modern feel that can hardly be mistaken for suburban, a full-service hair salon, they offer cuts, color, highlighting, and formal design. Fationa is originally from Europe where she owned her own salon. With an impressive following, she won't disappoint. I know because I can tell you from my own experience, I felt transformed and you will too. So if you're looking to turn a few heads, call Fationa today at 781-964-3770. Conveniently located at 834 Washington Street in Braintree or visit her on Facebook. That number again is 781-964-3770. Call today, you'll be thrilled. I know you will. HM Auto Detailing handles entire fleets of vehicles for local businesses, and they're ready to make your car, truck, or SUV shine like new. Do you stare at that spill from when your coffee got away? Are you sad about that bag of groceries that tumbled and stained? Maybe the kid's last food fight left war wounds in your vehicle. Or it might just be time for a good cleaning. Get a fresh start with HM Auto Detailing. Same-day service, over 10 years experience, they even detail boats and aircrafts. Call HM Auto Detailing today at 781-738-3301. That's 781-738-3301. Mention the Francesca Luca Show and get 50% off your first detailing. HM Auto Detailing, 156 Union Street in Rockland. Plan a wonderful evening in Boston's North End, highlighted by one of the neighborhood's best-kept secrets, Antico Forno. Renowned as one of the world's most authentic Italian restaurants, Antico Forno provides you with an unforgettable dining experience featuring world-class traditional Italian dishes cooked in their beautiful brick oven. Outdoor dining is now available too. Whether seated inside or enjoying an evening under the stars, when you eat at Antico Forno, you feel like part of the family. Antico Forno is open seven days a week. See their menu and make your reservation online at AnticoFornoBoston.com. This is life, don't miss it. 
Now, for more of the Francesca Luca Show on 95.9 WATD. And we are back, and I am speaking with Dr. Ann Hester, and we are talking about our health care and the uh, during that last segment, we ha- we're talking about crafting a one-minute elevator speech to help your doctor nail the diagnosis. So, Ian, welcome back to you. Thank you. Um, so, so um, how do you expedite your diagnosis so that you don't have to have all these um, these additional tests? You know, it's funny because when I go to the doctor, I kind of go opposite. I, I kind of act like they're a psychic. And it's like, yeah, tell me what you got. Like, I want to hear. Mm-hmm. I want to hear whether they they seem like they know what they're talking about. <laughs> I don't know, but you know that might seem like a really crazy thing to do. But that's kind of how I feel. It's like I want to. I want to hear. Um, you know what kind of. You know how they are interpreting what's going on with me, because mm-hmm. you know, I mean, to some degree, um, you know, I think. Intuitively, we do know a bit, don't we? We do. We do. But I mean, we also need to be good partners. Yeah. Because yeah, this I, is yeah. about you. It's not about the doctors. Right, right. But anyway, so, so you talk about these um, simple terms that will expedite your medical care. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, how, so these, what do you do? You, you sort of create this and say, okay, this is what's going on, and you don't wait for the doctor to ask you. You just say, it's been hurting here. It's been hurting for a month. It's, you know, intermittent, whatever. Is that what you're saying? So you sort of go at them rather than have them ask you? It depends on the doctor. The doctor might come in and ask, say, what can I do for you today? Yeah. And then you can go into your elevator speech, or he might you know, ask, you know, say, you know, I see you here for abdominal pain and start asking you targeted questions. Regardless, if you have thought through these things, you're not going to be sitting there, well, I think Uncle Joe was in town. I remember it may have happened that. No, you know exactly how you're going to answer. So I have a, a, a lady who contacted me recently, and she went to the emergency room, had no idea what was going on, had abdominal pain. And she remembered this information. She pulled out her phone, and she went through these eight things for the ER doctor came in. He diagnosed her with a kidney stone quickly, let me get testing. She went home, she emailed me, and she, and she said what made her laugh at the end. The doctor said, hey, are you in the healthcare field? Because doctors aren't used to people being able to communicate what they want, what they need, because we have not taught them how to do so. So that is an exact that's a perfect example of how you expedite your diagnosis because you know what the doctor wants to know. There are going to be a variety of extra questions based on many factors, but if you hit those eight key bullet points, if you already know it's been going on for two and a half weeks, when it comes, you're paying attention that lasts for five to ten minutes. Then when he asks those, you could answer immediately. So one issue, I, I practice as a hospital doctor and in the office, but regardless of where it was, the patients, they just did not have this information so they could give it to me in a concise manner so I can get to the point quickly. So that's how you can expedite your diagnosis. Mm-hmm. How do you know, just forgetting about an emergency room for a second, how do you mm-hmm. know... Um, How do doctors actually make a diagnosis? There are several things. One is the history, another is the exam, and the other is lab. 
So when I was in medical school, the professor said, you know, most of the diagnosis is in what the patient tells you. By the time the person finishes her last sentence, you have a short list of what's likely going on. And I thought, he doesn't know what he's talking about. We have Mm. MRIs, all these things. Mm. He's right. And so that's why I'm focused so much on the history. By the time you finish your last sentence, your doctor will have already twiddled down the possible diagnoses to a short list. And based on that, instead of spending, you know, a long time examining all sorts of things, he's going to hone in on, I think it's A, B, C, D, or E, let me focus my examination, okay, this was the result of the examination, let me get tests A and B. So it's the history, and that's where patients can come in and give a tremendous history and narrow down the diagnosis. Then, after that's done, the doctor can do a very specific physical examination and order a few tests. So it's those three things. Mm-hmm. How do you know what doctor is actually right for you? I'm sorry, I'm not sure I understand what you asked me, how they write for you. No, no, no. So, so how do you know which, which doctor is right for you with, you oh, know? Oh, which doctor is right yeah, for you? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay, so there are several things. First of all, I always suggest Ask people whom they see, your, your friends, your neighbors, and so forth. Go online and look at the reviews. You have to determine your priorities. Do you want a doctor who's open in the evenings on weekends who does telemedicine business? So you determine a list of what you're looking for in a doctor. And you look at your personality. Do you want a doctor who's straight to the point and doesn't really want to talk, just wants to focus on something? Do you want a doctor who's personable? Then you'll glean these things from asking people for referrals and looking at online reviews. And then you look at who's covered by your insurance plan. You mm. put all that together. You make an appointment. The doctor's interviewing you, but you're interviewing the doctor during that first visit. Does that doctor hit all of the bullet points that you need? How is the bed uh, the bedside manner? Does that doctor satisfy your needs? And based on how everything goes, then you make the decision, okay, this was a great encounter. I want to keep seeing this doctor. Oh, this doctor wasn't listening. He was abrasive. His, his staff wasn't good. And then you decide, okay, who was the next person on my list? And you move on. So a lot of things go into making that decision. But your gut will pretty much tell you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but if you're not feeling well and you have concerns, you know, you might, and you're with one doctor, you may not want to leave. You're right. You might not because doctors, it takes time to get a new patient visit. But remember, there are a lot of minor emergency centers. So if you're just blatantly, if you feel disrespected or not listened to, then you would make a rapid exodus. If it's just, ah, I didn't really care for this encounter, but most of the time he's in a better mood or he gets it quicker, then certainly stay. I'm not saying to jump ship at the first first sign of a problem. I'm saying if you go in for something like a cold, something non-urgent, and you don't have a good experience, an overall feel for the doctor, the staff, how things flow, mm-hmm. and you aren't really feeling that situation, then you have time. Mm-hmm. If you're going in because you have a significant medical issue and there are only two specialists in a 30-mile radius, that's a completely different ballgame. Right, right. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about medical um, bills and medical insurance, but we do need to take a short mm-hmm. break. So when we come back, we will pick up where we left off. Listeners, stay with us here. This is life, don't miss it. More 
hour of the Francesca Luca Show coming right up on 95.9 WATD. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terra Mia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy trattoria with stucco walls and beam ceiling specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisine here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. And Terra Mia Ristorante also offers outdoor dining. Since opening in 1993, Terra Mia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. For indoor or outdoor dining, the best-kept secret is worth the trip. Terra Mia Ristorante. Call 617-523-3112 or visit terramiaristorante.com. The time is now to finally install that new patio or fire pit that's been in your dreams. Your home is ready to be beautified with stonework, but when the time comes, you want and need the best. That's where Stein Masonry comes in. Stein Masonry provides the best in high-quality construction and hardscaping services. With an experienced and dedicated team, they'll tailor any project to your specifications. When you decide it's time to enhance your home, don't mess with less than the best. Trust the guys you know. Stein Masonry, family-owned and operated and local. Visit them online today for a free quote at steinmasonry.com. Looking for a comfortable experience to have your medical spa and wellness treatments? Well, you have found the place. Boston Botox has arrived. That is B-E-A-U-T-O-X. They succeed in combining Morpheus 8 microneedling with radio frequency, medical skin treatments, and art to give you that rejuvenated look and feel. Undo skin damage from sun exposure and treat the signs of aging and gravity. Are you feeling stressed, experiencing hormone changes or weight gain? You are not alone. Boston Botox, that is B-E-A-U-T-O-X, can help you on your journey to live well and be well. Embrace the fountain of youth. Visit bostonbotox.com, B-E-A-U-T-O-X, to begin your journey of self-care today. You'll be glad you did. Oh gosh, Debbie, my new puppy is pulling me in a million different directions. One day it's off to the groomers, the next it's the trainer. Between that and my job, my head is spinning. Oh, Quinn, it sounds like you need a one-stop shop for all your pet care needs. That is exactly what I need. Well, then you should come down and see me and my team at Doggy Works. We offer daily dog daycare, walking, training, and grooming all from one spot. We've got all the services you need to give your dog the best care it can get, all under one roof. That sounds amazing. Where can I find you? It's easy. We're located right on Route 14 in Pembroke, and we're open 12 hours a day, Monday to Friday. And if you can't make it during the week, we're by appointment for grooming and training on Saturdays, too. Your dog deserves the absolute best, so check us out at DoggyWorksLLC.com or call us at 781-754-0329. Plan a wonderful evening in Boston's North End, highlighted by one of the neighborhood's best-kept secrets, Antico Forno. Renowned as one of the world's most authentic Italian restaurants, Antico Forno provides you with an unforgettable dining experience featuring world-class traditional Italian dishes cooked in their beautiful brick oven. 
Outdoor dining is now available too. Whether seated inside or enjoying an evening under the stars, when you eat at Antico Forno, you feel like part of the family. Antico Forno is open seven days a week. See their menu and make your reservation online at AnticoFornoBoston.com. This is life, don't miss it. I'm Francesca. You're listening to the Francesca Luca Show on 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back, and I'm speaking with Dr. Ann Hester. She is the author of Patient Empowerment 101. So I realize that talking about medical issues could easily leave some of you snoring and others pulling your hair out with a mix of anxiety (laughs) and confusion. Um, But Dr. Hester is uh, making this uh, very easy to understand. And we're talking about how patients can be proactive in their medical care. If you have missed part of this show, you can mosey on over to my iTunes page and download it there. So welcome back, Dr. Hester. Thank you. So, health insurance, that is just like, ugh. Um, it's one thing if you work for a company and that's it. This is the insurance, this is what you pay. But what about these people who, who you know, don't work or are retired? Um, you know, how do you know how to select the best health insurance for your wallet and your health? I think the first step is to determine your priorities. For instance, a 40-year-old with no major medical problems who sees the doctor once a year for her annual examination, it may not really be worth spending a lot of money each month for um, just traditional you know, coverage, whereas she could potentially get a high-deductible health plan, pay a fraction of that, and put the rest of the money that she would have paid into a savings account. And if she needs to um, spend money on health care, the deductible is going to kick in first, mm-hmm. uh, and then you can use that money to pay the deductible. But there is the potential to save a lot of money because you can get these accounts with a very low monthly payment and just pull out the money for that yearly physical. And actually, for a lot of places, you're not going to even have to pay for that because the preventive issues are covered. Another person who is, is 40 years old and has five medical problems and is in and out of the hospital needs to invest in the more traditional mm-hmm. health care plans. And mm-hmm. so that's the first thing. What are your priorities? What has your history been? Where do you anticipate it being in the future? So those things are important when you're selecting uh, an insurance plan. So what are some basic vocabulary words related to insurance that everyone should know? I would say a high deductible health plan, uh, an HMO, the um, PPO. So those are some basic sorts of things as far as your health insurance. The PPO, basically you have more options about whom you can see. It's going to cost you more Mm. than uh, an HMO. The HMO is typically going to be your most affordable option, but you may not have quite as many choices uh, when it comes to care. You might have to have um, referrals for more things, knowing your deductible, um, the payment that you have to make before your plan kicks in, the premiums, what you're paying uh, monthly, your out-of-pocket costs um, that you have to pay, the insurance company doesn't pay, your copay, for instance, you go to see the doctor, you might have a copayment of $10. 
the doctor and maybe $50 for the emergency room visits, coinsurance, um, that's the form of cost sharing, but it's based on the percentage of the cost of your care as opposed to just a flat fee um, copay. So a common coinsurance is 20%. So you would pay 20% of a $100 bill and the insurance company may pay 80%. So it's really important to understand those sorts of issues um, when you're trying to shop around and determine what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So again, HMO, the PPO, they're exclusive provider organizations, um, and it typically covers providers in network and none out of network short of an emergency. The point of service plans, um, that's another one of the high deductible health plans, and of course the, the Medicaid, Medicare right. sorts of government plans. Uh, Dr. Hester, I am curious, I want to just shift gears here a little bit and talk about sort of a lifestyle medicine that that can maybe prevent or reverse common diseases. I mean, you know, this is, you know, we could take care of ourselves in many ways, and I really do think, I mean, you always hear, you know, oh, you know, he was a, a jogger, and he ate well, and he was healthy, and this and that, and boom, just had a heart attack. I mean, that can happen, I suppose, to anybody, but, I mean, I really do believe that your lifestyle does make a difference in preventing or even reversing common diseases like diabetes, too. So um, I'd like you to share your thoughts on that. Okay. I love lifestyle medicine. Um, in addition to my book, Patient Empowerment 101, More Than a Book, It's an Adventure, I wanted to take it to the next level, and I launched patientworld.net, which is an on-demand platform for patients. But one of the first courses that I put up was on lifestyle medicine. A colleague, Dr. Marshall Seidelman, who is board certified in lifestyle medicine, did a course exactly on that because so much of what happens is reversible and preventable. Mm-hmm. So there are pillars of lifestyle medicine that have been shown to prevent, um, treat, and even reverse disease. For instance, your diet, that's one of the most important things. So eating a whole food, plant-based diet has a tremendous amount to do with what happens. People talk about eat the rainbow, but it's really true because if you are stuck into eating, you know, X num this these three fruits and vegetables, you're not getting all of your nutrients. If you eat vegetable one, you may get nutrients A through B. Vegetable two may have C through D and and so on and so forth. So if you eat a variety of things, that's vital. A whole food plant based lifestyle is tremendous. Physical activity is another of the six pillars. And it doesn't mean you've got to go to the gym and work out all the time, but staying active, that is vital. Mm -hmm. The next one is restful sleep. That is crucial to helping your body function correctly and fighting disease. Relationships, the social connections you have are huge. That helps reduce anxiety and stress levels, and it helps improve your immunity. Avoid risky substances like tobacco. And don't drink alcohol in excess or certainly the street drugs, the risky substances. That is another major pillar. And then finally, the sixth one is stress management. So finding ways to manage your stress, Mm -hmm. that is traumatic. Stress can take you out. 
Absolutely. You know, because as I was listening to you, I was thinking, well, what about meditation and yoga? Um, You know, actually, I mean, I teach yoga. Um, I, I love it. I've been, I I've been, oh, I've been doing it for a long, long, long time. And I just had recently mm-hmm. um, relocated and um, had been have been very, very busy um, with with all of that. And you know, I just recently last weekend got myself a great little yoga teaching job. And it isn't just teaching yoga, like as in a gym. It is a yoga center, uh-huh. and it's just got it all happening. Just the whole um, community, and it just mm-hmm. so you know. I haven't even, I haven't even like gone to the mat yet, and yet it was just I felt so great leaving. Like, oh yeah, this is just really awesome and you know so just mentally i mean it's 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 such a good good thing to do and and, and our breath right our breath is so is so important people don't think Breathing about exercises are very important and you're right stress but what you do when you relieve stress you also impact your cortisol levels mm-hmm. you impact the inflammation in your body um, the cortisol can help you deposit fat in all the wrong places in your belly we call it visceral fat uh, your blood pressure goes up. I mean, it's just a cascade of events. So stress management is huge. And we don't take that seriously enough. And stress, again, stress could be a killer. We used to talk about the broken heart syndrome. There is actually a condition called Takasubu's disease. So if you are under a lot of stress, um, it can literally make your heart fail. What is so it this called? This is very real. Is- Takasubu. It's a Japanese term. Pakasubu? Pakasubu is cardiomyopathy, basically. Oh, wow. Uh, it can cause heart failure. So you get an EKG, you, you think the person's having a heart attack, they go to the cath lab, it's like, oh, this is what's going on. This is a real thing. Broken hearts, yeah. We do need to take another short break. We're going to come back into our last segment, Dr. Hester. And um, so I want you to be thinking about in this last segment what you feel is most important for our listeners to take away from this interview. So listeners, stay with us here. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. This is Life Don't Miss It. This is the Francesca Luca Show. I'm Francesca. We'll talk more in just a bit on 95.9 WATD. Plan a wonderful evening in Boston's North End, highlighted by one of the neighborhood's best-kept secrets, Antico Forno. Renowned as one of the world's most authentic Italian restaurants, Antico Forno provides you with an unforgettable dining experience featuring world-class traditional Italian dishes cooked in their beautiful brick oven. Outdoor dining is now available too. Whether seated inside or enjoying an evening under the stars, when you eat at Antico Forno, you feel like part of the family. Antico Forno is open seven days a week. See their menu and make your reservation online at AnticoFornoBoston.com. The time is now to finally install that new patio or fire pit that's been in your dreams. Your home is ready to be beautified with stonework. But when the time comes, you want and need the best. That's where Stein Masonry comes in. Stein Masonry provides the best in high-quality construction and hardscaping services. With an experienced and dedicated team, they'll tailor any project to your specifications. When you decide it's time to enhance your home, don't mess with less than the best. Trust the guys you know. Stein Masonry, family-owned and operated and local. 
Visit them online today for a free quote at steinmasonry.com. Looking for a comfortable experience to have your medical spa and wellness treatments? Well, you have found the place. Boston Botox has arrived. That is B-E-A-U-T-O-X. They succeed in combining Morpheus 8 microneedling with radio frequency, medical skin treatments, and art to give you that rejuvenated look and feel. Undo skin damage from sun exposure and treat the signs of aging and gravity. Are you feeling stressed, experiencing hormone changes or weight gain? You are not alone. Boston Botox, that is B-E-A-U-T-O-X, can help you on your journey to live well and be well. Embrace the fountain of youth. Visit bostonbotox.com, B-E-A-U-T-O-X, to begin your journey of self-care today. You'll be glad you did. Need a reliable place for your pet? Does your dog crave extra stimulation instead of social isolation? Sign up for doggy daycare at the Dog's Den in Pembroke. With two separate yards and plenty of supervision, your dog will have a ball and tug-of-war toys and plenty of new friends. The Dog's Den also specializes in grooming. Each groomer at the Dog's Den has decades of experience and will leave your furry friend refreshed and ready for their next adventure. Schedule your grooming or daycare today at thedogsdengrooming.com. Who doesn't go to the hair salon to liven up their looks? Though sometimes you look worse on the way out than you did walking in. You can expect something different at Hair Design Fationa. With a super modern feel that can hardly be mistaken for suburban, a full-service hair salon, they offer cuts, color, highlighting, and formal design. Fationa is originally from Europe where she owned her own salon. With an impressive following, she won't disappoint. I know because I can tell you from my own experience, I felt transformed and you will too. So if you're looking to turn a few heads, call Fationa today at 781-964-3770. Conveniently located at 834 Washington Street in Braintree or visit her on Facebook. That number again is 781-964-3770. Call today, you'll be thrilled. I know you will. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy trattoria with stucco walls and beam ceiling specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisine here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. And Terramia Ristorante also offers outdoor dining. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. For indoor or outdoor dining, the best kept secret is worth the trip. Terramia Ristorante. Call 617-523-3112 or visit terramiaristorante.com. You're listening to The Francesca Lucas Show. The talk continues on 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back, and I'm speaking with Dr. Ann Hester. She's the author of Patient Empowerment 101. Welcome back, Ann. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I love this. Oh, good, good. So, yes, this is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just have about eight minutes in this last segment, and I'd really like to kind of focus on what you think is the most important thing for our listeners to be taking away from the interview with a 
with you know mm-hmm. a shortage of a shortfall of 124,000 physicians in 11 years, we really can't afford to sit back and and wait, right, for this Tusami. Um, no. So as we prepare to become active and productive partners in our healthcare, um, you know, I, I think it's really important that we kind of hone in on this, as I said, this last segment on what listeners can take away from all of this. Okay. So you're right. We're looking at a potential. And even now the waves are crashing on our shores. We are not prepared for what we're going to deal with. So everyone out there has a mother, a father, a spouse, brothers, sisters, kids, even just friends. We have got to equip ourselves with the necessary tools to put ourselves at the center of our healthcare team. There are not enough doctors and nurses to do this. We are all in this together. We are one. So doctors have a role to play. Patients have a role to play. Everybody has a play. I just, said, I just lost her there for a second. Did you? She cut out there for a second. I'm sorry. You said uh, doctors have a role to play, patients have a role to play, and then you cut out. And what did you say? Okay. So if you went to a mechanic and he wanted to charge you $1,000, you want to know why. What exactly are you doing? We have one life. We have one body. We need to take it seriously and be proactive. Get involved. Know how to prevent, reverse, or treat common diseases. Do everything you can. But after you've done all you can do, you can still be empowered to deal with the healthcare system and get the best care possible for the least amount of money in the shortest period of time. It just takes the tools and the knowledge to be able to move forward. You know, one area that we really didn't discuss is um, mental health, um, because it's really it's changed quite a bit over Mm -hmm. um, the years. With of course, we don't have a whole lot of time to to cover that, but um, with so many people taking drugs now for um, you know things that you know. I mean, I I'm not a doctor, and I'm not judging at all, but. Um, you know, I mean, so many, so much can be handled um, with, again, talking about lifestyle, um, yes. right? I mean, it, it, I think that it's something like, you know, an hour of cardio, maybe three, four times a week can do the same, um, can do for anxiety what medication can also do. Um, you know, and and talking about things and doing yoga and being socially, you know, more active, mm-hmm. those things can really make a difference. Now, I know there's obviously, you know, biological um, depression and, um, you know, those kinds of things do um, require medication. But so it seems, and, and I could be wrong, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it does seem that today, you know, it's it's nothing for a 16-year-old kid to be on anti-anxieties or, you know, You're antidepressants. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know, you know, I'm older now, but I mean, it just seems to me that it's, it's just so much more so. And I just question uh, what, you know, if, if that really should be happening. You know, I just I really, really mm-hmm. wonder about that. And I'd just love, yeah. love to know your thoughts on that. That's multifactorial. Kids these days, they're dealing 
with so many things we did not deal with. They're right. dealing with traumas, stresses, peer pressure on a different level. Social uh, media, right? Exactly. All of these things that are causing them pressure. And you're right, that is profound. You, you hit on something very important about exercise. Exercise makes your body release endorphins. Mm-hmm. Endorphins go to the brain, and they hit the same pain, the same receptors that certain painkillers do, certain uh, opiates. They give you a sense of well-being. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in the habit of doing significant exercise, your body is going to do healing. Your body is going to release these chemicals that will go to the pleasure centers of the brain. Mm-hmm. That is free. That is natural. I'm very much a naturalist. Everything you can do normally without the drugs, mm-hmm. I say let's do it. Mm-hmm. Certainly your doctor knows your case, but if there are things you can do, diet, cut out all these chemicals, go as natural as possible. Stop all the processed foods. We know that some processed foods, they actually can flip the switch in the hypothalamus of the brain that impacts your metabolism. All these unnatural things that were made in a laboratory, put them to the side, go for a whole food diet as much as you can. That's not saying you can't do anything processed, but most of your food should be natural and whole foods, and if possible, organic. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm looking here at your little one sheet, how to burn calories in your home office. We just have about three minutes left, but this I would love mm-hmm. to know. <laughs> I'm sure everybody, okay. everyone who wants to lose a couple pounds would love to know, how do we burn calories in our home office? I'm looking at my under-the-desk elliptical. So I lifted up my desk on some two-by-fours, and I got an under-the-desk elliptical so I can do you know exercise at any time. I have uh, a thing for my desk I can pull up and I go from sitting to standing so I can stand up during meetings or doing uh-huh. work and walk in place. You can get a bicycle under the desk, bicycle. They even have treadmills that have a desk on them. So you can take a fairly brisk walk as you're looking at your computer. Uh-huh. So those are some things. And even just if you don't want to invest in anything, just get up and walk in place right. or keep your muscles moving. If you sit still for more than 30 minutes, something is going on in your body that's impacting your cholesterol metabolism, and it can increase your cholesterol. Stay up and about. Get moving. Don't put everything you need right at arm's reach because you won't get out of the chair. Make it more easy. Make it easier to get the exercise in because you put things in strategic places that mean you have to get up and you have to get up and go find them and bring them back. What, what's that expression? Sitting is the new smoking? Is that true? <laughs> that, that's an excellent analogy, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Dr. Hester, it really has been a pleasure. Patient Empowerment 101. Uh, you also have a, um, a, a, um, a workbook that goes with this, is that right? Yes. Um, the Patient Empowerment 101, More Than a Book is an Adventure, mm-hmm. does have a workbook, and that's kind of, that can serve as like a person's medical record. Uh, it has a lot of charts in there. If you have symptoms, it, it lets you know what to think about. You can mm-hmm. start going through these mm-hmm. before you see the doctor. Amazon, um, the way they have things set up, uh, it's more difficult to find it unless you go to my website, patientempowerment101.com, and there's a direct link from there to the Amazon page, but due to the algorithm, it's hard to just put that in and find it. All right. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure, and listeners, I hope that you will pick up Dr. Hester's book and, and take all this knowledge that she has, this, these uh, 
these pearls of wisdom uh, seriously. So, Dr. Hester, thanks again for being on the show tonight. It really has been a pleasure. I appreciate your time. It was more than my pleasure. Thank you. All right. We've got to wrap things up and say goodnight. Hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Make it a great week. What if you took